Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you're having a fantastic Friday. This is Boyd Matheson. We are on the extended edition of Inside Sources today. Hope you're having a great Friday, ready to get away for the weekend. And uh, we're going to lighten it up a little bit in this segment. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Iowa State Fair, uh, become a uh, rite of passage for. Uh, candidates, uh, presidential candidates in particular, of both sides of the aisle. And some have done really well uh, in the Hawkeye State, and some have really struggled. And that's the uh, that's the big test, because today you have 22 presidential candidates in Iowa. Uh, they have descended on the Hawkeye State, and I'm not sure the Hawkeye State is quite ready for that uh, many candidates to come through. Uh, in fact, they, uh, they have a wing-ding dinner. Uh, it's a left-wing-ding dinner uh, tonight, and all of the presidential candidates will speak. I think it's over two nights, uh, tonight and tomorrow, but they'll have about 1,500 people in the room, and each candidate gets just a little bit of time. It's not like they get to give a, a full-on stump speech, so they've got to be real focused, and it will be interesting to see what their message is. But in preparation for those people at the Wing Ding Dinner in Des Moines, Iowa tonight, we want to go through some of the things that those participants might be eating before they actually show up to the dinner. Some of the things that might be helpful to them uh, there before uh, these uh, Democratic candidates take to the microphone. And it's quite a list. It's pretty amazing. Uh, Iowa has always been known for as kind of the food on a stick capital of the world. <laughs> Uh, they even have pork chops. Did you know this, Kylie? They have pork chops on a stick in Iowa. <laughs> Kylie says she would eat that. That's a good thing. Uh, so they're known for a lot of their different foods. So this year there are 50 new foods at the 2019 Iowa State Fair. So I thought we would just throw out a few. And then we're going to let you weigh in on the text line, our Utah Community Credit Union text line, 57500. Again, 57500. Only when it is safe because safety first always safety first. Uh, but I want you to weigh in with the, the weirdest thing you've eaten on a stick <laughs> or a weird food combination that you think might be served at the Iowa State Fair. Uh, here's, a, here's a few things from their list. Uh, this one, I, right off the bat, I think this is one of my favorite, just by name only. Uh, it is the bacon-wrapped pig wings. I mean, that just has to be good. Uh, or the... Uh, uh, bacon balls. I don't know how you make bacon balls, but you know, if you can wrap that bacon tight enough, I guess you could turn it into a ball. 
Uh, and of course, serve it on a stick. That's important. Uh, what else do we have on here? The uh, I'm not sure we could fly with the uh, boozy pecan caramel apple, uh, but I'm sure the impacts of that might be helpful to someone who has to sit through 22 political speeches tonight. That might be helpful. How about a, this one? I actually like this. The idea of this one sounds good. A brownie waffle stick uh, could be a, an interesting uh, food item for the day. A jalapeno popper pizza. Uh, what else do we got going on here? Uh, now, this one sounds really intriguing to me. Fried avocado slices. What do you think of that for a state fair food? I think that's a winner. That, that might be the uh, one to test for the day. And they go on through some uh, tangled onion pork poor boy, san- uh, po boy sandwich. Uh, the Colossus, it just doesn't even have a description. It's just the Colossus. You just order it and then go, I think is the way that works. Uh, funnel Funnel fries, not a funnel cake, funnel fries. That's important. Uh, and a few others. So if there's any weird food item that you've had at a uh, state or county fair, uh, weigh in on the text line. We'll uh, we're sh- share some of those. Uh, one of our texters said the weirdest thing on a stick, a chocolate-covered grasshopper. Uh, sh- should be a good one. Um, <laughs> we, we had uh, one texter say they should eat beans to give them gas during the speech. There you go. Elevating the dialogue. <laughs> On a Friday, <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right. We also were talking earlier in the in the day again, just for a little bit of levity here of the uh, the gaff brigade. Uh, some presidential candidates, their gaffes just doomed their candidacy, or they lost their credibility in the process. And some, uh, like former Vice President Joe Biden, seem to be gaff proof. Uh, they are Teflon when it comes to gaff, uh, and uh, they. Uh, just bounce back, no problem. Uh, and so we had some interesting. We had a, one of our textures uh, reminded us of the uh, the great gaffe of the uh, former vice president Dan Quayle. Uh, remember when he was standing at the chalkboard in front of the school children and uh, proceeded to correct the the poor little boy uh, who uh, didn't want to put an e on potato <laughs> uh, at the end. So that was kind of an interesting one. Uh, any other uh, gaffes you can think of of uh, presidential candidates? The only thing you can't do today on the text line is is write in my gaffes as the host of this show. And, uh, oh, here's an interesting, ooh, this sounds horrible. Uh, one of our texters said that when they were in the Philippines, uh, they had chicken intestine on a stick. Don't know if anyone can beat that, and I am guessing that that has not appeared at the Iowa State Fair. Uh, just a guess, chicken intestine on a stick. But if you can come up, maybe that's the colossal. The Colossal could be the chicken intestine on a stick. So there you go. All right. Uh, those are a few of the things that we're <laughs> hitting. Uh, but it will be interesting. Let's let's spend our uh, last couple minutes here before the top of the hour break uh, and look at where these candidates are as they descend on the Iowa State Fair and what messages they should be focused on. Because this is laser focused. They're only going to have a couple of minutes, but they will get a lot of attention uh, as they come out of this wingding dinner there at the Iowa State Fair. And so if we look at the the top-tier candidates, obviously the vice president needs to avoid a gaffe tonight. Uh, he did that already today. And he needs to be focused, I think, uh, on that core message that uh, he has your back. He is scrappy Joe Biden from Scranton. Uh, that's uh, always been his moniker. He needs to get his blue collar on. Uh, and uh, that's where he needs he needs to focus. It it will also be very fascinating tonight uh, to see how many of the candidates spend their time going after each other 
or going after Joe Biden as the front runner and how much time they spend going after the president. It will be also also be interesting again in a, in a really interesting environment at a at a state fair and, and kind of a light event of how heavy the messaging will be in, as it relates to gun control, shooting, mental health, uh, all of those kinds of things. Uh, so so that's going to be really interesting because to compare and contrast these candidates and where they go tonight will be really telling. It'll be really telling to see where the candidates go because that's going to tip their hand a little bit in terms of where they think the conversation needs to go post-Labor Day. And and remember, everything starts post-Labor Day when it comes to the Democratic presidential race. Things are going to heat up in a big way. There's a debate in Houston in the middle of the month. And so the messaging is going to be really important. Uh, so you look at where uh, Bernie Sanders and where Elizabeth Warren are. Uh, they tend to kind of go back and forth. They are in a very similar lane as it relates to their politics. Uh, very far to the left, a lot of very big programs. Uh, not sure how wonky Elizabeth Warren can get at a wingding dinner in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, so she's got to stick to a little more of her personal side, which surprisingly she is very, very good at on the stump. So it'll be interesting to see where she goes. Bernie. Will he go just with a lot of the big government and uh, big corporations are evil? Uh, or will he shift? Can uh, Kamala Harris get any traction? Can Cory Booker parlay anything off of his last debate performance? Uh, those are all going to be very interesting uh, things to watch. So we'll monitor it. We'll uh, break it down when we get back on Monday. We're going to step aside for top of the hour news. This is Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.